0: Welcome to the your mom has a blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington
1: and I'm Melissa Edgington
0: and we're on day 26. We've made it past Thanksgiving. We've made it past the Thanksgiving slump and now we're in full-blown Christmas mode. Yes. It's that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song you hear. I can't remember how it goes. I have to have the words right in front of me.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I learned the chords. We were playing it for you uh, with Adelaide.
1: I think what we've learned this week is that song is really hard.
0: Uh, it's not that bad. You mean you'd like the melody? Yeah. It's Well, you just got to, it's, it's a strange song, and you just kind of have to fape, uh, play fake um, hard chords, hmm. but fake it.
1: Fake it till you make it? Yeah,
0: like there's a... Let me show you. I know everyone will find this really interesting. But like you can play a C like this. That's just a normal C. Right? Mm -hmm. But then if you want to make it sound jazzy, you just lift up one finger and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm so jazzy. (laughs) Listen to my smooth jazzy. My smooth jazzy chords. Right? So that's... And it has a bunch of stuff like that. In, in, in there, if you play the Frank Sinatra version, it's got all the fake. Well, you, it's it's actually telling you to play hard chords, like G six, whatever. I'm not gonna play that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and the A minor is this, but you can make it sound jazzy like this. Just lift one finger up. Frosted window pane. Candles gleaming inside Painted candy canes On a tree Santa's on his way He's filled his sleigh With things There's that fake chassis chord. <laughs> things for you and for me Oh, that's bad. That was a bad chord. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year When the world falls in love, every song you hear seems to say... How about this one? Oh, wow. I took the easy chord and I just slid it up. I'm like, I'm jazzy, (laughs) y'all. Look at my jazziness. Merry Christmas. May your New Year dreams... And this is the one I can never play. I have to actually look at my fingers. Come true. Now that sounds jazzy, doesn't it? That's actually a diminished chord. And this song of mine in three quarter time. That's my uh, who sings like that? What's it, Tony Bennett? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I go in my Tony Bennett mode when I do that. And this song of mine in three quarter time <laughs> wishes you and yours the same thing. Fake jazzy
1: chord. <laughs>
0: I'm going to do that. I'm going to, right at the most spiritual moment in the Christmas Eve service, I'm going to sing that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone hold your candles up. And this song of mine. Thank you very much, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming out tonight to the Christmas Eve service. Yeah. Everybody got a candle. Yeah. Remember, those are just flashlights, so turn them off when you're done. That's not a real flame, y'all. It just looks that way. Yeah. that's That's a C7 major jazzy it's actually not it's a c major i don't even know how to make a seventh out of it i'm a terrible guitar player but i fake it till i make it yeah that's what you got to do you got to fake it till you make it
1: the other thing that i've been subjected to tonight is you practicing the trombone that you found at your parents (laughs) house over thanksgiving
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i found the trombone did i mention that on the podcast already i found the old trombone So my dad has like this shelf in his garage. He's kind of made it like a tiki bar. And um, my parents are really, they're strange. They have a tiki bar in their garage. (laughs) Doesn't everybody? (laughs) But anyway, so he kind of decorated it up, you know, with like nets and tiki bar looking stuff. And I guess he found that old trombone somewhere and stuck it up there. Well, I reached up there and I thought, well, this thing must be broken or something. And bent. I didn't know. And I pulled this trombone down. And I was like, oh, this is my old trombone from 10th grade. I had not played that trombone since 1991, 1991, y'all, a long time ago. That was my Donald Trump.
1: Trump doesn't say y'all. Yeah. Neither does Tony Bennett, but they both say y'all in your impressions. Well, you know,
0: I'm not good at impressions. So I pulled that trombone down and hadn't, hadn't played it since 91, and it it, it the slide was not moving very well so when I was trying to show y'all how I could play I didn't have it oiled up properly or greased or whatever they do so I went and picked Sawyer up from music memory class today and I saw that the Bennett's were still at the band hall so I went in and I said look what I found at my parents at Thanksgiving and the Bennetts are our band directors here in town, and they're just this awesome married couple, and they love music, and they're just so into it. And they were thrilled to see me with the trombone. And so I was like, I was wondering if you could help me get this thing slicked back up, you know? So he's like, oh, yeah, and he, put, he cleaned it and he put the slide oil and the grease on it or whatever, sprayed it down with some mojo and made it really fast. And uh, then uh, Mrs. Bennett went and got me a book. She's like, I'll get you a beginner band book. And you can download these songs on the internet and play along with them. So that's what I did tonight. I was playing all, I was, I was lear- relearning how to play the trombone. A little bit of it came back to me. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I was doing okay. I will not play that for you. So I really can't fake that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun. It's really fun to play the brass instrument, it's just one note at a time. It's like the bass guitar.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so I did that, cleaned the kitchen. Um, like well, this is all while you were at dance. Sawyer and I cleaned up a little bit and talked about how things were going at school.
1: Y'all uh, hung some Christmas lights.
0: We did a little bit and then we got really cold. And I said, "I'm st- I'm too cold to be out here. I didn't want to be out there anymore. So I'll do some more when it's daylight tomorrow, yeah. or or something." Anyway, it was a, it was a good. What is how how was your day? Just wrote today. Yep. Just writing.
1: Back to work. Mm-hmm. Back to work. That's all I really did was sit at this desk right here. And no, write actually
0: words. this is a credenza.
1: I said it that way. You were desk. sitting
0: at that desk. This is the credenza. So, that was exciting. Um so we got some um topic ideas. So we we are, you know, we've almost run out of everything we know to talk about about marriage, except that I like being married. Um, I can say that over and over again, especially I like being married to you, but we've, we've kind of, kind of taking suggestions on topics and people, readers or listeners have been very good about giving us some ideas. So let's talk about tonight's idea.
1: So this idea came from one of our listeners,
0: Janie
1: and Phil and Phil and I, you know, it really it sparked something in me that I wanted to talk about that I'd forgotten about. Okay. So their idea was they said they've been married for 40, I forget how many years they said, 40-something years.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a long time. It's really awesome. And um, they said we don't demand things from each other.
0: They don't demand things from each they other. They don't
1: demand things from each other, but we think of the other person's happiness. Yeah. And that's great, great advice. Of course.
0: Well, we try to make the house, the, our house run that way. Like we don't have a fair house.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's the house, idea that was sparked in me whenever yeah. I read that. But
0: even mm-hmm. when we, when we did, um, may, may, was it may or March madness, may madness. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that with, I think, when we talked about parenting, and that also translates over into marriage. I mean, you probably ought to start with your marriage, yeah. that we don't talk about things in terms of fairness. You know, Melissa's famous quote, right? We don't, we don't worry about what's fair in this house. We worry about who needs what and when. Is that it? Or who, what, who needs what now? That's your famous quote? I don't know. I've quoted you on that like 50 times. You have? Yeah, we don't worry about what's fair in this house. We worry about who needs what when. Or who needs what now? Something like that. Maybe there's variations of it that I've quoted <laughs> you on. Okay, it's true, right? Because kids are always talking about how something's not fair. Like yeah. you don't know nothing about no fair. You don't know what fair is. You know you you fair. You wouldn't have anything if it was fair. You don't deserve anything. <laughs> That you have, uh, they they have a strange notion of fairness. Though, if if somebody has something that they want, they they just think it's not fair. And um, sometimes when we're married, we can have that kind of idea, can't we?
1: Yeah, you know, it, we have seen this come up a lot um, in talking with other couples. That there are some couples that have a kind of like a mental scorecard in their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, you if, got this. If you get this thing that you wanted, then I should get this thing. Or if you get to go do this, then that means I should get to go do this. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like this constant keeping score and keeping track of all these things. And that's the that's the opposite. of. I mean, that is how, maybe how the world would tell you to run your marriage. <laughs> that's,
0: but that's not the way the Bible talks so about love. Opposite. The Bible says love doesn't keep a record. Yeah. You know, I mean, love doesn't take score. Love doesn't count things like that. Right. Um, love doesn't do, doesn't make sure you're getting as much as you're giving. It just says you're supposed to give.
1: Right.
0: You know, love's verb. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But that's a that's a great point that to not demand anything. Um, even even goes, you know, whenever we even talk about the concept of submission, there's I think an idea that people have in their mind that Christians in their marriage, that there's some, there's a husband out there and he's lording the fact that he's the man, that he's in the position of headship, that that's his role, that he's lording that over his wife and his family and he's demanding it from them. Hmm. You know, and there, of course when a child is little, you can, you know, you can tell them what to do. Um, But in, but, it it, ne- it just tells wives to be submissive. It never tells the husband that he can demand submission or punish his wife if she's not submissive. Right. Um, love doesn't demand that. Um, even, if, even if one is supposed to be receiving that kind of um, respect or whatever it is, you can't demand it. Yeah. So you just have to love and give and pray and trust the Lord, and that's the way you have to operate. Uh, Not because when you start demanding things, you know, I joke that, you know, this is a dictatorship and, and it is, um, it's my dictatorship, but it's very benevolent. That's my big joke (laughs) to the kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you guys think this was a democracy? I learned that from Daryl Moore, my, uh, supervising attorney when I was a lawyer. He said, this isn't a democracy. This is my benevolent dictatorship. And i thought, oh, that's so good. (laughs) But it really is true um, in headship. But, you know, you can't demand it and you you really have to earn it. And sometimes even when you're earning it, you don't get it. And love doesn't demand. It just keeps loving. And that's really important in a marriage because once once a couple starts to say, well, he did this or he he just there's, there's a there's sort of like a corner that's turned in the way that a couple will talk about their relationship. And you think this is bad. You know they've gone into this selfish mode, and when marriages go into the selfish mode, um, they're they're not going to last beyond whatever you know sort of um, pragmatic thing is keeping them together.
1: Yeah, you know it it all goes back to that core sin problem that we all have, which is pride. And you know truly, if we had a if we really had a true view of ourselves. And our own failures and our own weaknesses. We would be, instead of saying, well, he got this, so I should get this. We should be thinking to ourselves, well, I did this, or I thought this, yeah. or I said this. And right. so he deserves so much more than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what we should be saying to each other. Yeah. I mean, so, to ourselves, not to each other.
0: Well, yeah, think about our sinfulness. Are you bothered yeah. by my sleeves? No. Oh, I rolled them up because I was going to wash dishes, and then I didn't. I thought, you know, that, that washing machine, it's not going to wash that, um, what do you call it, a batch of dishes? What do you call it? Load? It's know. a load. Yeah. It's not going to wash that load of dishes forever. Now just wait a minute. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, I'll just wait a minute and put the rest of it in there. We
1: have a machine that washes yeah, there's dishes. Yeah, we have
0: like a robot that washes our dishes. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you still have to put them into the robot, but it, yeah. it washes them. Um, and then it beeps if you forget. So that's the one thing I don't like about it. So if I run that now and we're in bed when it stops, it beeps.
1: There's got to be a way to turn that off.
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm happy it's on. It's probably good to go open it up. You know, let it blow off the steam, because we had the la- the That's a new washing machine, dishwasher. I mean, it's a new dishwasher, because the last one caught on fire. Yeah. And the fire department had actually come to our house. That and- was exciting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, all these dudes and, and they're just trying to. They were trying to figure out what's going on. They were like in total man mode, weren't they? They were. They were looking for tools and making fun of me for not having them and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> You don't have a such-and-such such socket? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have stuff in the garage. I don't normally take apart burning washing machines, uh, dishwashers.
1: We don't have tools. We have guitars and trombones.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I leave all that boring stuff to men. <laughs> the real men. So, but, that's, but I think that is a really good... So d- not keeping score... Not not demanding, but um, i just I really do think there's a lot of wisdom in that just meeting needs as they come up mm-hmm. and it's not it's not always fair
1: the The concept that you're talking about there that you've quoted me on is the idea that in a family and in a relationship and a marriage relationship mm-hmm. we're not worried about we we shouldn't be worried about what's fair, we should be worried about you know who who needs this thing right now and let's get it for him and who needs this word or who needs that? You know, we should be thinking about each other and how we can, you know, help each other and how we can meet each other's needs and not worrying about what we're getting. Because, you know, for us to say that we deserve this or that it's a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's a total laugh.
0: Yeah. And you don't stand there at the marriage altar. When you're about to, you know, say your vows, and you don't say, you know, hey, guy, you know, when you're the, doing the marriage, guys, I just want you to remember, keep everything even. You know, that's the key to a good marriage. It's just making sure that everybody, you know, th- that it's that's it's just like between your brothers and sisters on Christmas morning, and your mom's trying to make everything fair, even. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not that's probably not a good way. <laughs> She'd probably have one kid that just gets a like a sack of beans or something every Christmas just so he could be happy for his brothers and sisters, you know <laughs>
1: that's a terrible idea.
0: I'd teach him a good lesson though
1: um, probably, would, is, would, probably 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 give a, him something to talk about in therapy Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents were just really you know big on things not being fair, so every other every third Christmas one of us got a bag of beans. <laughs> 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 and we we were able to um we were able to cook those up uh, throughout the year yeah be- beans go a long way, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's probably it's a really bad idea, but still, it's the concept not everything has to be exactly even,
1: yeah
0: and we and we we don't do that, we don't have everything even at Christmas, we really don't
1: no, we don't you
0: know, we just don't worry about it because they're conditioned now to not think about that. You know? Yeah. But that's, it's tough though, because people are really, people have in their mind about fairness and you just have to sort of wipe that out and say, this isn't about what's fair. It's about what's, what's the need.
1: The Bible, the Bible tells us that love bears all things. Yeah. So, I mean, are you telling me that love can't bear your husband getting to go hunting while you stay home with the kids, or your your marriage can't bear your wife getting a new pair of shoes and and you not getting anything. Yeah. I mean, that's so trivial. Kind
0: of childish. Yeah. Anyway, that's good stuff, though. That's a really good one to remember because we do tend to, whenever we're upset, we tend to start keeping score. And it's, it's not that is, you know, we're doing turn that corner into selfish mode. That is not. That does not look like a picture of Christ in the church.
1: And and so. the truth is that getting things that you want through demanding and coercing and that kind of thing, it, it's not. It doesn't bring you joy or pleasure no. to get things that you want that way.
0: No. And I've been down that road. You know, we've all we've all gone down that road, and it just makes you look like a big poopy head. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's true.
1: So don't be a
0: poopy head in your marriage. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Don't go down that road.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. So we got 4 more days. 4 more days. 4 more podcasts and then we 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 need to be more regular.
1: Yeah. You know. I know.
0: Once you get this age it's really important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. Poopy head. <laughs> Yeah, we're taking a nosedive here.
1: All right, let's wrap this thing up.
0: We'll wrap it. I want to wrap it up just by letting everybody know it's that time of year. (laughs) No. I heard about something today that I've never heard of before. I'm going to look into something. Have you ever heard, and I wonder if our listening audience, this guy's name is Andrew? Were you in on this? I don't know if you were in on this message. The man's name is Andrew... Hold on. Andrew Peterson. Have you heard of this? This artist? Andrew Peterson does a Christmas record. It's, it's an older record called Behold the Lamb of God. Have you heard of it? No. Apparently it's a big thing and I've never heard of it.
1: It's a big thing Where?
0: Like all over America He does a concert every year And it sells out Concert tour Andrew Peterson Behold the Lamb of God And I was I was told that It's the uh, by the pastor At First Baptist Church In Paris, Texas today That it is the best Christmas album he's ever heard No, maybe it's Woodbury That's pastor of First Baptist And um, uh, where is he? Justin How come I can't remember that Where he's the pastor? Hope he's not listening to this I think I'm a terrible friend. I'll find out later. Let you know where Dave Woodbury's the pastor. Do you know where he's the pastor? No, I
1: don't. It's not
0: Justin, but it's a town like that. I Oh, come on! I'm just going to look it up. I thought we were wrapping this up.
1: I was rap- wrapping it Aren't up. Oh,
0: Nakona, Nakona, Nakona. Like isn't that like Justin and Nakona? Aren't those two different types of boots? Yes, that's yeah. how
1: you made that connection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's Nakona and Justin. And he's the Nakona. Not the Justin. So, man, he's good. So I'm gonna listen to that and see what that album's all about. Encourage you to do the same. And uh and y'all
1: don't forget about the Nativity Tradition Kickstarter project that's going on right now. Um I would really encourage you to go check it out and see what they're doing and see if the Lord isn't leading you to support it. And plus if you um get in on the Kickstarter right now, then you're gonna get your own Nativity Tradition. Um, nativity set, which is beautiful, a gorgeous family heirloom, and a really neat concept at half the price that mm. the rest of the world will get it. So go check it out and um, see what it's all about. Yeah.
0: So this Jackson and Heather are doing this. It's a dream of theirs. They've had it in their heart, a ministry that you can help support, a kind of a discipleship concept. And let's help them make their dream come true. So go there It's a $99 investment in the kingdom, and there's other levels that you can, you know, get on board. But, you know, let's pull the trigger on this thing and make it happen. Um, You know, if even 50 of us can do that, it'll help them a long way towards their goal. So let's do it. All right. Go for it. See you guys tomorrow on Nutty November. (laughs)
1: Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.